You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. at the door behind us. As you can see, well, it's actually too dark to see at the moment. Fortunately, I've got a portable source of light. If you look to your left, you might notice one of these walls is actually made of clear plastic, the variety you might see in a Hollywood movie version of a psychiatric hospital, for example, in the Silence of the Lambs. However, just behind this barrier, you may notice there is a set of curtains. Pray tell, you might ask. What's behind the curtains? <laughs> what's behind the curtains, indeed. <laughs> Does anyone want to know what's behind the curtains? Show of hands? Very well, then. Oh, uh, what are those? What do they look like? <laughs> At the beginning of our journey, you may recall I mentioned that those who fall behind might find themselves on display in some fashion. What the hell are you talking about, Mr. L? The part at the beginning, you know, by the Scarecrow? Steve? No, not that part. Surely you don't mean... Don't I? <laughs> he does. He does. But that's nothing more than a shelf full of dolls, isn't it? Is it? Ain't it? It ain't. Hmm. Ah. Ah. I suggest we move on. Our presence is disturbing to them. They're just excited to see everyone. <laughs> Well, what is this fellow's story, you might ask? They might. Fortunately, the story is neither long nor particularly sad, depending on your point of view. In life, this poor soul valued nothing more than appointment television programming. The facts are life. The facts are life. Night and day, he would watch television. Only four of twenty-four hours were set aside for sleep. And even then, he would only sleep at favorite video cassette tapes recording the channels he couldn't watch due to scheduled conflicts, such as school, schoolhouse rocking, the chip off the block, work, chaos from the grit. Ooh, I like that one too. And various important anniversaries. This man couldn't bear the thought of missing out on any of the programs he enjoyed. Yeah, he's got FOMO like a mofo, bro. Alas. In his own personal purgatory, the programming is 95% commercials. <gasps> Follow me if you would. I like commercials. Yay, capitalism! They're coming. us listen to other people's podcasts OPP, yes. throughout the week. I know I do. Um, Which most other podcasters don't do. A lot of them don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of podcasters don't listen to other podcasts, obviously, but I'm, I'm saying that there are some who do. Yes. I know I do. I know Davian Dent does. Obviously, Mark Hershon does. Tyson does. He's a I podcaster. I don't listen to any other um, podcasts, though. Mark Hershon doesn't listen to no, I'm saying other I, podcasts? I'm being facetious saying I don't. Of course, I listen to hundreds of no, Mark, podcasts. No, Mark just reads the script. Mark's a total actor. He doesn't listen to anything. He, no, he doesn't <laughs> listen to everything. Um, <laughs> and now here's some bullshit I just made up. 
I'm, I'm saying like when, when – all right, so cut out the fact that we're all podcasters for just a second. Say we're podcast fans. Or soundcasters. Or soundcasters. Mark, Mark like, is right. now pushing. Right, right. So soundcast so, fans. So we don't want to get away from the whole pod which would make sense. I mean, obviously, like, you know, he wants to start a, a revolution of, like, calling it something else rather than pay tribute to dead technology, which was, like, what, the iPod or whatever. the Right. Which is, and yeah, Tyson's giving you, like, this hand signal thing. Um, the Cthulhu. That's all. Sorry. Right. Uh, we, <laughs> we do listen to podcasts or soundcasts as we're doing like a particular thing throughout the day, not sucking dead. Um, <laughs> unless you're. That's over 150 an hour, and that's really not a good value because I'm the worst guy you want to hire to suck your. I've never done it before. It's not going to be a good. You can we say that? Can we say that on Grade Radio One, Tyson? What? Can we say that on? Can we? Can we talk about BJ's on Brigade Radio One? Fallacio. Fallacio. It's a medical term. Rhymes with Horatio, which is, by the way, what the H in Jesus H Christ stands for. Oh, by the way, Ed. There's uh, the callback. Nice callback, Tyson. Thank you. (laughs) We just recently joined a new platform. Uh, part of Combat Radio, uh, which is hosted by the uh, very awesome, huge bucket of wind, Ethan Dentonmeyer. And you both he decided about to... four inches taller, so I could tell you were on a platform. Yes. <laughs> I'm like Napoleon. I'm like the Napoleon wind. of podcasts. Um, bucket of wind. I am Elba. I am the Elba of Soundcast. El- yes. The oh, that's, there's a nice deep. Napoleon reference for you. Oh no! See, I don't know that one. I he thought. was he was he was exiled to the island of Elba. Thank you. Oh, was he? That makes sense. Yes, that's right. Oh my god, I'm such a geek. I, I love history. Well, that's, I almost yeah. If I I considered becoming a history professor, I loved history. You ever listened to Dan Carlin's hardcore history? It's pretty good at times. Yeah. You like how that was like not really a question; it was sort of a statement tacked on before the answer could be given. That wasn't a real question either. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A, not exactly not a real question, but uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, what were you saying, Hunter? No, I'm saying now that we're part of like the whole. The we're, the, we're part digital, of the digital. We're all part of the digital universe. Yeah, no. Now that we're part of like Brigade the Radio One. Oh, the Brigade. Okay, well, you were saying something about we're in a scenario where we're not soundcasting, which is if we weren't, we'd just Wait, be no. guys on a video. My original talking, question but, was, what? my original question was, yeah. when we're not soundcasting, when we're listening to other people's podcasts, yeah. um, obviously we're listening to them, other people's shows. During like a particular function, like we're driving, we're working, we're doing like a uh, type of high, uh, a household desk. chore. So I'm like wondering, like, how long are people's like attention spans? Like, if you think about it, like if they watch like YouTube videos, like how long are they watching this? Right. Or, and how short are their attention spans? Or also, it depends on the individual. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Also, in what capacity are they able to not have to use 100 percent of their attention on their task? So they can they can listen to a podcast and not just have it on as you know uh, noise. So whether actually which you know, is also scary because people do that all the time when they're driving. They totally zone out. Oh yeah, and they're thinking about something else. I mean, and then like twenty minutes later, they're near home and they're like, "Holy shit! How did I get here? I didn't even. I was thinking about something." So okay, they were driving that whole time and yeah. not paying attention to driving. I'm normally driving like not obviously like when Tyson sends us like our show he's like hey listen to this I'll listen to it like any time but like other people's shows I'm like normally driving on the road and he's like giving me the palms so okay Tyson what do you got no sorry I was just noticing my hand was huge because it's closer to the camera sorry go ahead yes it is a giant cam it is a giant hand it's like it's like it's like Jesus Horatio Christ himself has reached down from the ether of the stratosphere. I'm crushing my own head. I'm crushing my own uh, head. I'm crushing your head. I'm sorry, I'm Andrew. So, yes. Uh, oh, you're... That's a great old... I, I love kids in the home. Oh, yeah. No, what I'm saying is, like, each individual does a podcast 
show however long. It could be an hour, two hours, whatever. But, like, what I really want to know, like, my interesting, like, not interesting, but, like, what I really want to know is, like, how long do you get the attention span of an individual listening to it? In general, people can only um, maintain an attention span a good concentration on one subject around 40 to 50 minutes. That's why classes are structured that way and schools. Uh, but, you know, other people can concentrate way longer. Other people can't. Some people can multitask and do multiple things at a time. I mean, it's insane the number of things I can do on multiple screen, screens and multiple computers at the same time when I'm working on things in certain t- you know, I can sit there and be literally working across 20 different devices, you know, and testing them and doing different things and watching the status and following it. It's just a matter. It's really it's and I've worked literally and when I was in college on assembly lines, making roller bearings for cars, for air conditioning. It's like working uh-huh. on assembly line. You just do things in a number, you know, and you just roll through the numbers of things and you just keep resetting and going back. And certain people can do that. Certain people can't. I look at all of it like the same thing. It's just a series of, you break everything down to a series of steps. You just roll through the steps and keep doing them over. Let me ask you this. I do the same thing when I'm driving and listening. I do listen to one show. I'll I'll listen to part of a show while I'm driving. And if I get to where I am and it's not over, I'll go back to listen to that show on the way home or somewhere else. I go back and I go back to shows and start over where I'd stopped because I run my little list through my queue and listen to them. A lot of people don't do that, so that's why it's better to do shorter shows because people at least finish them. No, me ask you this. Yeah, but who? Which of us? Who? What? Uh, okay, go ahead. Or the both of you. All right. Now. Ed, you're a stand-up guy. You're a stand-up comedian, right? And you're also a podcaster. That's three things. I'm sitting right now, though. Right. And the two of us are podcasters. How do you feel? Like, obviously, like, obviously, if you hear anything insulting about podcasters, you might feel something, you know. How do you feel about the quote-unquote fake Facebook internet celebrities? What are those? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you got them on Twitter too, and yeah, um, people that buy followers, but then also people who've just got these followings. You got gun guys out there. That there was this guy in Las Vegas during the shooting. That he's a he's a big you know claims he was you know he's a big pro gun guy and claims he was a in SEAL schools and all this stuff and he was there and he was literally filming himself on Snapchat running. <laughs> Away. To, to you know, answer your question, Tyson. talks all the time. Oh, good. You know, if it ever happened around me, I'd be getting my gun and shooting back by God. But, of course, you can't in that situation because you know why? If you pull out a gun, the cops don't know who the shooter is. If you pull out a gun as a good guy with a gun, right? they're going to think you're the shooter. And guess what? You're dead good guy with a gun. Mm-hmm. You're confused the situation. This ain't the Wild West, man. No. no matter how much you want it to be. I'm a gun owner. but And, you know, I have a concealed permit in some states, but not California because they're real restrictive here. But, yes, I do have my gun within reach around my house, you know, and I, I can take it in the car because there are certain rules that you can follow. And you can legally keep to have your gun in the car. You know, you just follow the rules. But, you know, you still can't just ha- get it. You know, I don't have it with me in the store. So if a robbery goes down, oh, excuse me, sir, I'm just going to go ahead and go out. You go ahead and continue. No big deal for Mad. You go right well, you know how fucked up the I just run right? out to my car, get it, and come back in and save anyone. Mm-hmm. If there's a, someone shooting at a crowd with a gun, in a crazy place like that, the best shot you've got is a few and a group of other people, just like on that plane they got spiked into the ground in Philadelphia, gather together and fight back. Doesn't mean you're all going to make it, but it means you're going to prevent other deaths. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, well how screw, you know how screwed up the law is, right? Which law? Just the law in general. Like, for example, Ed, right? You have, you know, you're a uh, a retired soldier, right? I mean, there's laws in Texas against owning more than six dildos. 
Right. Which is actually but, kind of a good law. Because if you've you're, got more than six dildos, you're planning something very scary. But you're a soul. <laughs> a new form of contact juggling. <laughs> right. So in Texas, you can't or you can't own more than six dildos. I mean, imagine um, if that guy in Vegas had like 37 dildos in that room, what he could have done to that crowd. Oh, God. He could have it would like, have been a far more. happier crowd. Let's just say that first off. Okay, so my first question is to Tyson. <laughs> mm. See, I always got to try and take dark stuff and make fun of it. That's what I do. No, it's so My good, first good question call. is, now that we are on uh, Brigade Radio 1, how much of a potty mouth or like... How much explicit content can we talk about? Hmm. Uh, because you're more familiar with... Uh-oh. Sound has dropped out. The feed may have broken off. I am still recording. So... Uh, just as well. Oh. It's, it's, as well it's, it's for shoulder massage. Dildos are for shoulder massages as well as interlabial stimulation. So, I I'm mean, getting back to totally this. medical terminology. I think this is totally good. Tyson's not going to have to boop a single thing I just okay, said. Okay, so that, that question was for, for Tyson. Okay. What, what question? Now, Ed. What was the I'm, question? I'm trying to stay PG-13, Ed, for your show. Oh, okay. okay. PG-13, Ed. I mean, this is the thing. It's I appreciate the effort because it's 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 not it's not hard to do uh, bleeping. It is mm-hmm. it is it is tedious to do a lot of bleeping, but well, it's not hard. <laughs> it's to do a little. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Uh, go ahead, uh, Hunter. Please. You're a soldier, obviously. Okay. Not anymore. But not yeah, anymore. But us. But technically, to the rest of the country, you're still a soldier no matter what. You can be out in the Army for like 50 years. You're still a soldier. Mm. Of course now, <laughs> mind you, I was watching a show called Locked Up on Netflix yesterday. That's obviously specific. And there was a dude. Oh, my God. They have a prison in Netflix? People yeah. are literally locked up in Netflix, on Netflix? No, not in Netflix. Netflix property? That's hideous. Are these like... Poorly trained employees that are being no, no, no. or That's a frightening concept, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to Netflix. You will submit. No, it's it's it's, it's basically like a documentary. It is not technically supported well. <laughs> it's called it's called Netflix and Chains. It's documentary. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So it's called Locked Up, and there was a dude who was a Purple Heart recipient, uh, soldier in Iraq, and. He was locked up maybe for something that he did do, but he was treated like he was a bitch. How do you feel about that? Like being an ex-soldier. Should he have gotten like a little bit better treatment regardless? He was treated like a... Uh, like a dirty criminal, like he was. He never he was served like anything. brain in the early, in like the first act. Of yes. uh, Shawshank Redemption is what you're saying here by yes. the prison community. Oh, the sisters? Yes. Yeah. The sisters had their <laughs> yes. way with Andy Dufresne. Yes, he did. I'd and like Dufresne. to tell you Andy fought him off, but that's not the way things happen. <laughs> he was bent yeah. over and treated like a dirty slut. The sisters what gave it to him good that day. Oh, sorry. <laughs> totally sorry. You went way more distant Dolores Claiborne <laughs> on that last episode. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a very similar. I mean, oh, from the same, same neck of the woods. Is that New England? Oh, yeah. Right. All this is upset, man. So, yeah, it's always that kind of Netflix, Gerald's Game. Another Stephen King book has made Netflix. I saw, I saw, I watched the trailer for it. I watched the trailer for it. I haven't watched it yet. I've seen. If you read the book, if you read the book and then watched the movie, it's like so fucking close. It's awesome. Now, I also haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, either either it. I saw the the old one, of with, course, with, that came out with, on the miniseries on TV. Okay. Yeah. With, um, of course, uh, it had. Um, Frankenfurter, the sweet transvestite in it, Tim Curry. as it, Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can always date. You can always date a person by what they remember Tim Tim Curry's first role as uh, from their youth. And for this me, is true. for me, he will always be Frankenfurter because I first learned uh, remember Tim Curry from uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Midnight Shows. Okay. But then I, legend. 
Thinning Flu, Legend. Yeah, I saw him in Legend. Annie. Oh, one of the worst movies ever, Legend. Oh, my God. I've seen worse films. Than, <laughs> I have seen worse films than Legend. That's a thing. I actually, uh, we we're, we can. I want to talk to you guys when we're done for your show here for yeah. about fifteen minutes. About not a problem. Uh, it's it's a topic I was thinking about the other day, and just have you guys give me a, a think of your best worst movie ever. A movie that's so bad oh. that oh, you just God. couldn't stop watching it. It was so either. Just something that was so bad you couldn't watch, stop watching because it was like watching at a head resting upon the highway <laughs> as you drove by at, at an accident site. I've got two you know, one of those things that's just, or something that's just so bad it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's unintentionally a great, funny, bad movie. I so got one. That's the topic. So after we're done with whatever. So that's where I want to do 15 minutes with you guys. And throw that into one of my shows. Okay. Right, do like a little, little uh, some swap content, basically, or or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will be your. Oh, um, that's what do they call that uh, that sourdough? When you make sourdough, you've got to have there's like a, a sour starter. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a um, it's called the mother. Yes. Uh, loaf. So we'll be like uh, the mother loaf for your new episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a piece of the like the boudine. Uh, sourdough factory down on the wharf there. There's been a factory there for like 150 years, and there's a piece of dough mm. that they've used in the yeast of every batch of dough They that is uh, part of the mother loaf. Wow. It's literally the first loaf they started there, and it's part of what creates the taste and the yeast, and it, it spreads through every batch they make. They add some of that to it. That's amazing. It's like the Stone of Scone, or whatever it's called. I hate to interrupt this. No, it's like It's like in gym class, the father, the father jockstrap for the kid who didn't bring one of his own. Oh, no. Right. I went to school way earlier than you guys, and gym coaches were way more cruel. Stringent? So maybe I'm out of I hate to interrupt this, uh, Tyson. Yeah, okay. But I, I brought this up earlier before Ed got on. Mm. But now that Ed's here, I, I know you hate this. I love you. I mean that, man. You're my brother. Ty, uh, Ed, there was a comment made by Donald Trump, okay? Mm. He hashtag, claims he went hashtag, down to the Virgin Islands Trump and met the president up. of the Virgin Islands. How do you feel about that? He met himself, so he saw a mirror. Basically, Correct. Trump walked by a mirror, and he's like that dog that gets confused. He's like, Who's that? there's another dog. There's another dog there. And you see, it's like a monkey when it sees its reflection. So Trump saw himself in a mirror, basically, is what he's saying. And that's what I think about it. He, he's a moron. He doesn't. He doesn't understand how government works. He do, just like he doesn't understand how business works. That's why he went bankrupt. Six times, literally, right? Legally, he's a scumbag. He doesn't. <laughs> he's a moron, an idiot, and a scumbag. And he's he was literally raised by a whore mongering pimp grandfather and a racist father. I mean, what do you expect? Well, Tyson, sick racist who doesn't understand how the world works. He thinks Tyson. gold. He thinks gold lame is a great design concept for. A- <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Ethan from Combat Radio. You know every year we do an annual Christmas event for homeless children and social services where we bus in roughly 400 to 500 children and their families for what is essentially Christmas. It's presents, it's brunch, but most importantly it's a chance to tell these kids they matter. Please help us deliver Christmas to them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Combat-Radio-Christmas-7. All spelled out. Why? Because this is the seventh year we will be doing this very heartwarming and endearing event. Please help us help them and get involved any way you can this holiday season. Thank you. Tyson and I have an understanding that I won't bring up politics on the show because I did promise to keep it off the show. However, there are certain times I'm allowed to make jokes or references on the show. Since you're here, and I know how much of a Trump lover you are, 
uh, it's permissible to actually bring the fact up that uh, that Donald Trump said that he went down to the Virgin Islands and met the president of the Virgin Islands. It only shows you how stupid this man really is. And of course, I do believe that if this was the old days, he'd be stoned to death. Well, this is a guy who also literally told white people in Louisiana and Texas after their hurricane, we'll be here until you've got you need us. We'll stay around as long as you need us. But he told the Puerto Ricans whose hurricane happened two weeks after all those white people's hurricane. We can't leave those first responders and people there forever. You brown people basically need to pick it up. Is well, Trump was saying. I remember this. White people, they'll be around as long as you need. I don't bring up politics on stage unless I'm drawn into it on an improv or something like that situation or by a heckler. Uh, because it's, yeah, I, a comedy on stage, I try and just stick with basic human life stuff because it just it's not fun. I don't want to argue. At, uh, uh, at a show, I try. And that's why I keep it all about uh, bashing women. No, I don't. I'm not. A, <laughs> I, I only ba- see. That's one of the things. I one of the jokes I like to say. I'm uh, not a misogynist uh, because I don't have a thing against all women. I have a thing against two specific women: the creature and the creature in lie. So at worst, I'm uh, singular. I'm a misogynist. Not a misogynist, but that's only pointed at the creature and the creature in love. Uh, Let me ask you this: so, it's like politics. I don't, you know, I, I'm not complaining against all women. I'm complaining against the creature and people like her who can be male and female. So that's where I try and take it on stage and make it more of a common experience, which everyone everyone's had a creature, you know. So politics is your. Splitting half your audience once you get out of the Bay Area or well, California, this. I imagine, or uh, New York. The the once you get out of the big centers uh, where everyone voted for a person that wasn't an insane moron um, <clears throat> to the middle of the country. It, once you throw in politics, you lose money doing stand up. Essentially, like whether you're a stand up comist or you're a stand up communist. Yeah. Did you just call me a commie? Yeah, you're a comment. Yeah, Freudian slip okay. there. You just totally called me a comedy. Comedy. What are your What are your a stand up comic or a podcaster, or you know you have your your own TV show or radio show? You, you have to admit though, like as far as like Trump is concerned and like all his followers, that is so much free material material that we will have for life. It's easy. That's why I only do it really online. You know, also, a lot of the stuff when I'm ripping on him, I'm posting stuff, which is information to point out what a moron he is. Because mm-hmm. the only way you can fight stupid is with facts. Correct. And the only way white people can help, like, with all the racist stuff that are not morons and also racist, is by using use your white privilege to call other white people on being morons. And that's all you can do. I don't. I will never know what it's like to be black. I know what it's like to be a minority in sure. certain situations when I was reverse bust, but I still don't know what it was like to be black. You this know. How's your uh, How's your pop music or sound uh, song recognition? Um, how are your abilities on, like, say, name that tune type stuff? You know what? I remember lyrics, but I'm horrible at remembering the. Uh, names of songs. Okay, oh, that's cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it depends because like current stuff. I, I, you know, I'm stuck in my musical time warp. I still, I'm going back and buying Pixies and stuff. You oh, know, okay. uh, from when I, uh, the '90s when I was young. That you know, I just didn't have the money to buy albums or CDs back then, so I'll go back and buy things piecemeal that I wanted to get back then. Or I've been going back through. Shoot, I bought some um, Jerry Lee Lewis stuff. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 I was never big on country, but like I, some of that old rockabilly stuff now, mm-hmm. I really kind of like her old original Hank Williams. Oh yeah, where he's like just really kind of wailing. I bought a few of his songs, and I like. Yeah. I'm kind of going. Uh, it happens to a lot of guys too i've found musically you tend to start going back through the history of music and sure. stuff like that and getting into stuff that 
you when you were young, you instantly threw aside because it was old and it was you know nope, not worth my time. I am young and a master of the universe. I was. I uh, know everything. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was kind of the opposite way. I was like I listened to mostly old stuff when I was uh, when I was young. Uh, the only current stuff I listened to was whatever was on Sesame Street at the time. Uh, for a certain amount of for a certain amount of time there, you know. I, I, but so the music you listen to a lot of one of these things is not, not like, like the, the other. other. One, one of these one? things is kind of the same. <laughs> There's also, uh, well, these are the people in your neighborhood. 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 These are the... Yep. Oh, I totally remember. Like, this is Bill. Why? The pimp dude. The pimp, yeah. <laughs> they actually had Ralph Nader on there once. And he was like, what, what is it that you do? I'm not... I, I, I joke. I kid you not. It's like, what is it? What's your job? He's like, well, I'm a consumer advocate. And they're like, ah, consumer advocate's a person in your neighborhood. I'm not kidding. They actually did that. In your neighborhood. That's great. They're the people that you meet when you're walking down the street. Anyway, um, yeah, so there's a lot of that. But, 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 well, kids, but there's Beatles. I'm the guy who's preventing Elmo from flying through a windshield. <laughs> <laughs> well, the seatbelt manufacturer is a person in your neighborhood. <laughs> or is it some kind of net that sits in front of the windshield for small, for small, small muppets? <laughs> probably just bounce off that foam head he's got. Anyway, um... <laughs> Elmo. Elmo's some bullshit, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, well, Elmo wasn't around you know, when I was funny, a kid. That was a bit, it wasn't when I was a kid either. It came along in Sesame Street later. Mm. But when my son, Brad, who's 21 now, was um, young, it was Tickle Me Elmo was a huge thing. Oh, God, yeah. Tickle Me Elmo was the and, Cabbage Patch doll of, of its time. Yeah, and so Brad was the first grandchild uh, in my in our family um so a bunch of relatives kept getting him elmos and tickle me elmos and tickle me elmo creeped him out and scared the shit out of him he did not like it he didn't want it around him and it's funny someone got him one and i put it up in a closet when we were first moving into our house in orlando in 2004 way back in a corner over the laundry room and a bunch of stuff got put in front of it when we were moving out from orlando to here in 2008 Mm. we were packing up the house and i found tickle me elmo in the back of that corner and pulled it out i was laughing going oh my god totally forgot about this thing now at the time bradley was 12 as soon as brad walked in the room and saw it he goes i don't like that that's creepy still hated it nice <laughs> it is a strange little thing. Those those dolls. Dude, dude, dude can hold a grudge. <laughs> um, you know the joke about those things. Uh, one of the jokes was um, was what they do uh, before it leaves the factory. What do they do to every tickle me Elmo? So they, nope. they give it two test tickles. Uh, well, you know what's funny about those things is I'm a geek, and even when I was a kid, uh, when I was in high school. Teddy Ruxpin was a big thing. Oh, yeah, I remember Teddy Ruxpin. Hi, I'm and Teddy these, Ruxpin. And these were little bears that told you, your kids, uh, people that don't know it, Teddy Ruxpin was a little, uh, was a first little bear that they would sell you. It would tell your kids a story, and it was a cassette run device. You installed a cassette that told a story. Yeah. Teddy Ruxpin's mouth moved. A- While it told the story, it was cued. It was set to the story, and it had little electronic cues for the device that ran it. It was audio, a little automat- It was a little audio audio automatron. Yeah, yeah, like um, showbiz pizza things. Me and my friends used to take them and play like Ozzy Osbourne cassettes in them. Yeah, why because even you? if the song didn't have the um, thing, the uh, the digital cues in it, it would randomly just. Talk, move its mouth so it was funny we would sit around and get high and play Aussie uh, Iron Maiden uh, Dio uh-huh. um, you haven't had a great party till you're high playing D&D and watching Teddy Ruxpin uh, sing The Last in Line my friends oh, wow. <laughs> you know there was also a they, there was a uh, we were talking about Teddy Ruxpin Hunter uh, they also had a uh, he, he had a friend Elmo. Uh, Grubby 
I think was his name, and Grubby also yeah, had yeah, a tape yeah. cassette. And yep. it, I, a little worm. I think it was it, like a worm. He was like a glow worm or something. He was a yellow or like a banana slug or a caterpillar or something. He was huge. Yeah. He was he was the like size that. of Teddy Ruxpin. So we're talking about something enormous, like the guy from uh, like from. It was movie like a Freak. twelve inch long worm. Giant. It was worm. like a twelve inch long green larva. Grubby. But yeah, but you could stick a cassette in it and it would sing a lot. Or and also well, they go back and you forth. Could, I think you could network them. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you, you could. Right set. They would both. Uh, I remember this. Different parts of it. So we would mess with Teddy Ruxman and play the wrong cassettes in them. But then the other things, being a geek, we would do <laughs> is you'd get you a Teddy Ruxman that no one a discarded Teddy Ruxman, and the evil scientists would come out. Well, you've never seen anything more horrifying than a deferred Teddy Ruxman singing. Wow. It's like the, all the mechanics just moving around. Yeah. And we do the same thing. It's really creepy. You can actually Google them now, like uh, videos of a, a skin tickle me Elmo. It's really a frightening thing. It looks really creepy with the eyeballs that and everything. Well, you know what's like really creepy? <laughs> I went to a, there's a flea market in English town called the English town flea market, which is like really cool. What language do they speak there? English, of course. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, and I went to this, well, they have like outside, inside. So basically, it's like a bunch of buildings inside, and then you can go to the the dirt part of it. Um, if you go to the inside, there is a dude that has a Halloween sort of boutique, and he has like, or he had this gigantic life size deer head that had a mic. So whatever you say the deer head will say and you can mount it on your wall and you people would think it's like a like a like a real deal deer's head oh yeah, yeah. so like you, so you can say like you know like get out get out Cut. and the deer's head would talk and mimic and, everything you say yeah at disney and amusement parks now they've got um remotely operated garbage cans that will move around really yeah, and like wow. the, they'll mess with the guests, you know, and the kids, uh, and they'll talk to the kids through a mic through it because they've got backstage areas at the parks, like all the fascia buildings that are fake. They've got places where they can see through those, and they can remotely operate these things. And they've got a you know mic on their head, and they'll talk. And they've got like robots and stuff around there. Uh, that they remotely operate and do the same thing with. So yeah, they like to mess with uh, uh, guests. The cast. Like, don't come because. here ever. Well, then they use it different ways during like the horror night stuff too. Oh, nice. So yeah, then they'll at Disney they'll do that stuff. I imagine uh, Halloween horror nights. All the I kind of it's interesting to me. This is a Halloween time, so we'll, this is a good time to bring this one up halloween horror nights all that stuff originally started in the 90s um in uh, orlando at universal studios theme park in orlando no other park did that oh and within within like five years it became such a huge money maker um that every other park started ripping off the concept and doing their own ones but this is what i like because like the first or second year they did it me and a bunch of friends went down there at night and they had cast members dressed up as scary you know mummies zombies all this stuff and one of them came up behind my uh the creature mm-hmm. a creature came up behind the creature mm-hmm. uh, paradox and uh, scared the shit out of her and, uh, you know, it was funny and everyone laughed. And the the cast member at Universal Studios and other cast members were walking away and laughing because they were stock. Uh, that was their whole thing. They were supposed to stock up behind the carriers and uh, guests and literally scare the shit out of them. And that was part of the experience. So as this guy and his <coughs> cast friends were walking away, they were about the guy. I let the guy get about 50 feet away from us. Mm-mm. And I turned around, and I was like, you motherfucker! And I started screaming and running at him with my fists up. The dude literally went down into a fetal position on the ground, cowering, like, scared as shit. <laughs> All of his friends were like, oh, my God, the other cast members. And I got up next to him, and I was like, ha, 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 and walked away. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Happy Halloween. 
After Speaking of Halloween, yeah, <laughs> Halloween happens to be my favorite uh, holiday. Okay, yeah. Um, and I was in Walmart the other day, and they had like buying Chinese Halloween costumes. Uh huh. They had like yeah. No, they had, like, three or four aisles, like, decked out Halloween. Nothing but Halloween costumes, like, decorations, all kinds of shit. And if you go over to the next aisle, they have nothing but Christmas stuff. So how do you feel about – how do you feel about, like, trying to celebrate one holiday while being, like, forced another holiday upon you? Like, like for example, Christmas, which there's nothing wrong with it because – if you think about it, Ed, Tyson and I every year we we promote two charities. One's for Halloween, one's for Christmas. So it's it's perfectly natural for us. But for uh, let's say a uh, conglomerate, conglomerate, conglomerate. That's right. Yes. Uh, aspect. Do you think like a uh, big corporation is trying to push like too many holidays on us at once? It's all about marketing and it's all about sales. And it just, I look, all it proves is what store you're walking into, how capitalist and how bottom line they are. I'm the kind of guy who buys decorations for holidays after that holiday's over for the next year when it's on sale and super cheap. So, yeah, I don't buy Christmas stuff when it's on sale before the holiday because it's not on sale. You just wait till the holiday's over and you go in and you scoop up all that same crap for a dollar. Uh, well, you know, I just that's, I went into Lowe's the other day because I had to get my punch tool for that job I did on the Cat 5 Today wiring job because, uh, you know, I didn't, my old punch tool, I accidentally left it in the house when I was put out by the creature, so that's how I build my toolkit. Everything's a business expense now. I don't buy it until I need it for a job, and then I expense it. So, yeah, I went into Lowe's. Yeah, they had Halloween crap all over, and then right there, there was Christmas stuff. I mean, in our case. A, a, a lot of people, it makes them really mad if they start seeing uh, Christmas stuff uh, before Thanksgiving's over. Like, in our case, like Tyson and myself, like, I love Halloween. Like, that's my holiday. Like, absolutely love it. Could go all year. Halloween. Do you dress? Are you dressing up this year? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So you're you're part of the problem. Go ahead. I'm teasing. Yeah. There's a whole thing about people as adults should stop dressing up this year online, I was seeing. Well, I mean, the, no. the thing about it is, uh, Tyson and I worked uh, for about two, three weeks, almost a month really, to put together a charity uh, event for Halloween. We we did a, a, ch- a track, um, two disc uh, two disc CD that people can donate towards and get the whole thing. But at the same time, we are also promoting uh, Christmas, which we uh, which is a physical event. Uh, where we bus in 400 to 500 kids, Polar Express style, uh, their families for uh, charity. And so at... So So wait, you're sending a magical train by four or 500 kids' houses uh, on Christmas Eve to take them to the North Pole to meet Santa? Yes. That's a huge financing and logistical uh, thing. Kudos. Well, yeah, it is. No, it really is. It really is. And and we rely on people to donate, of course, uh, word of mouth. But at the same time that we put out the Halloween thing, we're putting out the Christmas thing because the Christmas thing is bigger than the Halloween thing. So, so it's, it, it's, it, I don't know. Oh, it's, so, it's, it's, I mean, even, even without that, me like, being Walmart. sarcastic, just literally what you were describing. Yeah, that's a lot. So yeah. So like, well, I would imagine having Walmart to do the exact same thing. We are too, but the only difference is we're not making any money off this. Right. Walmart is. for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two-disc Halloween albums featuring many of our epic regulars, musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. So is it more that the, the Halloween and Christmas are so close together anyway that it feels like there's not enough time to do these two things in because the, they're in the same part of the year as the, all the other months or the, or instead of instead of like you know Mark, 
Capitalism is capitalism. Holidays are spread out throughout the year in order to have you buy something every month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially craft stores. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is is that... And card stores. Hallmark. Card, yeah, the Hallmark What I'm holidays. saying is, from our standpoint, is that mm. we're doing it as a pure charity event. Yeah, you guys are doing it we're as a charity. We're not making any money off yeah, of it. Yeah, why would... What, so, what's your question? Well, my You're not is, offensive. Walmart is disgusting. It is. That's, that's my question. Like, <laughs> is how that disgusting? To elicit? How disgusting? Are you trying to elicit my rage, Hunter? Right. Okay. How disgusting do you have to be to try to, like, push, like, fucking holidays off on people? Let them enjoy, like, one holiday, then another, then another, then another. Yeah, it's, some it's people like a hate it. I don't. I don't care. But I'm not... I'm not – I'm no longer in an acquiring mode. I don't buy stuff to just buy stuff anymore. Like, for example – I learned like, a big – I became a way better Buddhist thanks to my divorce. Well, I'm a Buddhist when, too, but – When everything is literally taken away from you thanks to the California family court system, it makes you – I mean, by default, I had no choice. If I either yeah, became but, a better Buddhist or I blew my brains out. So <laughs> – I'm a Buddhist – like, I'm a Buddhist myself. Right. Hmm. But what I'm trying to say is like around Christmas time, okay, watch the commercials. It says, Oh yeah, do you love your significant other? Well you'll spend like five hundred and sixty six dollars. Yeah, a they month love pushing diamonds. For, like diamonds on on Lexus. During, during Mother's Day they push diamonds. During the holidays they push diamonds and Lexuses. Exactly. And Mercedes. Uh uh, what by, the way, to? by the way, those dealerships are not giving those big red bows away on those cars for Christmas either. They charge you five hundred more dollars, I assure you, for that big red bow to put on that car for Christmas. Well, whatever happened to like free option? Uh, whatever happened to like you know being like for Christmas? Like, let's cut away Halloween. Tyson eventually get to it on my Christmas. Whatever I, happened to like? I have a thing. I hate blood diamond. Right, but like my thing is like Christmas all about blood diamonds. Nothing about making Mother's Day about blood diamonds. You don't love your wife unless you buy her a De Beers diamond that was smuggled out by a guy with a stump who was really determined because that's why he's got a stump. He got caught trying to steal diamonds the first time. The second time he was he learned to stick them much deeper into his anal cavity. <laughs> I look forward to that bit. Right, but like my my thing is like whatever happened to like, and that's like like whatever happened to like okay, Christmas like you you're a little bit nicer towards people like you spend time with your family like you know it's it's the gift that matters like you know the gift of the heart shit like that like whatever happened to like where you have to spend like astronomical amount of money on people to show that you love them like why do you, does your kid have to wake up to like. Four thousand dollars worth of Christmas gifts in order to like prove that you love your kids. My kids never did. That depends on the parent, dude. Parents that do that are overcompensating for what they feel they wanted when they were a kid and they didn't get. I was always happy with what I got. The thing with us about gifts was we always spent less than two hundred, about two hundred dollars per kid. That was it, and we just. But you can get a crap ton of toys and things if you're smart and know how to buy for your kids with 200 bucks and then it's all in rat kids just like the process of opening stuff and the surprise and for a parent for me that's what christmas is always about is watching their faces when they open stuff that's what's the fun part just watching them have fun and get excited with my ex-wife never had kids tyson you're not a parent yet right uh no Right. But for me, that's the same joy I derive from giving another adult a gift right. to so, your face, and now if, the, if that they like it. Obviously, this is not live. We gear it towards live. So, Tyson, if you feel uncomfortable with this, you don't have to answer it. But like, what's the most expensive gift you ever spent on Laura with with Christmas? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna decline to stay. I'm sorry, that one. Okay, so it would take me that means this year he topped out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's not an embarrassing question towards him. It's like it's not. He's trying trying not to ruin this year's. He's trying not to ruin this year's. I don't have an answer for your question. Is what I'm saying. Right. 
It's, to, it's to complicated me, situation. Christmas, and, and I'm not... Hint uh, to the, listen, hint to the audio listener. No, I, saw his fa- I saw Tyson's face when I mentioned that Big Bo is $500. No, no disrespect, Tyson. <laughs> no, 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 none, none perceived. No problem. To me, to me, the gift of the heart is is what counts towards your wife. Obviously, well, especially like, if it's the heart of one of her enemies, freshly right. pulled from their chest, I mean, bloody and dripping with, with, the, with the aorta and veins still, you know, falling off. If you can give your love the heart of an enemy, I think with my ex, my ex wife or, or it, their decapitated cranium, but that's the most loving gift of all. I think with my ex-wife, the like the the best gift I ever got her was like she wanted a digital camera, and she, so I got her that for Christmas. So it's not like you have to spend like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. I think like even the most simplest gift, you know, as long as it comes from the heart. Like you know, Tyson. Obviously, I mean, again, you don't have to answer the question, Tyson. It wasn't a you know, it wasn't anything like that. But, right, 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 right. Yeah. You know. Probably for me on a single thing. Or you, go ahead. you fucking bought your wife a house, dude. Shut up. Who? Who? Who did? What? Ed. Ed bought his no, ex-wife a house. No, I didn't. No? No, I mean, we always worked together and bought all that stuff. We didn't buy that individual. We started together. You know, we married when we were pretty young and in college, uh, just out of college. So, you know, there was no prenuptial agreement. We both, you know, had nothing when we got together, so... Everything we had, we, I always looked at marriage as being on a team. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, I was a hard worker. She was a hard worker. Oh. I was. I wasn't a stay-at-home dad till the last six years of marriage because she Speaking wanted it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I never finished college because Brad was born. You know, while I was going to college, and then oh. I just started working. I got certifications and worked in the industry, and Speaking then she. I paid for. I helped work. And put her through college. She ended up having like four or five degrees. She's got like two or three associate's degrees and two bachelor's degrees. And I helped support her through all those. And that's why she ended up having to pay me spousal support. Is because I gave up my career and literally I raised those kids. And I was happy to do it. But yeah. How is the beat man? He's doing good. I'm going to start getting him 50% of the time in November. So I'm looking forward to that. Dear listeners, Ed has a really cool son, uh, Brad. A.K.A. the B-Man, who I will bring on this show because he's pretty badass. Grandmaster B. Yeah, he'll With never Ed's say. Uh, permission, of course. Yeah, he can be on. I mean, generally, I just refer to him as the B-Man online. But, yeah, every, everyone that's known me for a long time has known his real name. So, but, yeah, as far as, like, public stuff, just, yeah, let's do it as the B-Man. The B-Man. The yeah. B-Man. Hey, you know what's pretty cool? You know what he needs? Oh, my fuck. He needs a fucking baseball cap with a B on it. Well, he's he's not big on wearing hats. It's kind of no? a thing. Yeah, he doesn't like them. I mean, every once in a while he'll go through a phase where he'll wear them, or if it's really sunny, he'll wear like he's got Giants ball caps, you know, and stuff like that. Now, is that the Giants like baseball team? Baseball or team, yeah, San Francisco baseball Giants. Team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not big on football. I quit watching football. I'd imagine it's probably, I don't know, probably about eight, seven or eight. Not long after I moved out here, I just lost interest with it. I quit watching it. Yep. I just don't pay attention to it anymore. I don't really, I don't like sport. I don't follow sports in general. Might be either. either. I like going to games because it's fun. I watch the Super Bowl. I'll watch it if it's on TV and I'll see what the new questions are. I I I also miss it. I'm streaming everything right now, so I don't watch it. Yeah, Yeah, I don't miss it at all. I don't go. I, go, I took Brad to a hockey game, a Sharks game this year, but it's just fun to go. And yeah, the Brad Devils, baby, the yeah, Devils. We went, we went to the Sharks. Devils, Devils. Makes me think of the old Seinfeld with Putty and the face painting. Devils, the pre- Devils. The old Spranus priest sees him. El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. Um, I think it's called we, uh, the face paper is the name and title of the episode. Before we wrap up the show, of course, and uh, well, you know what, you know, Ed, um, since the uh, inception of the anti-social show, of course, uh, and of course Tyson, who is not only the co-host but the magic behind the show. Uh, every time I come with a wacky idea, Tyson just rolls with it. Whether he agrees with it or not. 
So uh, that's how awesome he is. He's like the dad. He's like the dad, like, you know, every kid, like, wished they had. Like, you know, it's like, hey, dad, I want to go, like, you know, fucking skiing off, like, Diablo Mountain. And he's like, sure, let's go do that. Or I want to, like, fucking bungee jump off, like, Death Mountain. That's Tyson right there. Well, that's because Tyson is a dude. Basically, Tyson lives the ranger ethos, which is improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Well, put it to you this way. Tyson is the special forces of your show. Exactly. It could be like um, 4 o'clock in the morning, let's just say. And I could come with him with like the craziest shit on the planet. And he's like, okay, man, we'll make it work. That's like he, that's how special fucking forces Tyson really is, and so. also um, laboratory technician level. Because if you come to Tyson with shit, he's got a specimen container that's sanitary and will yes. contain and will contain that fecal matter and keep it from biologically infecting his lunch, which he's going to put it in the fridge right next to inside. Because in order to properly uh, maintain that specimen, you got to keep the liquid content. You can't let the uh, moisture evaporate out of your poo so you got to keep it cool well if you think about it he's uh what 42 there there i go talking shit again he's like 42 and i'm like 36 so dear listeners and ed of course i'm like the uh he's 43 um i'm like the child of the anti-social show who who actually originally put the show together um but I'm like the child of the show, and Tyson's like the parent of the show, and I come up with all this crazy shit, and he just like, okay, son, we'll do it. So if you want to like play like fucking like baseball and like fucking like tornado weather, we'll do it. So Tyson, I appreciate it, of course, as always. You are the man. You are the shit, of course. I don't care what Ed says about you. Well, thank you for all of that. I, pre- I appreciate that. I'm uncomfortable um, with compliments. But he, <laughs> just he just made, really quickly, Hunter, is that a picture of John Rambo over your shoulder there in the background I see there? I John Rambo. No, oh, that's uh, fucking Bruce that's Lee, son. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, if you see that you see where, see where like that that uh if you see that that poster right there, I see that decapitated skull. Is that a Korean skull? Is are you doing like a serial killer thing in your freezer? Keeping it- no, that's the Aztec crystal skull. See to this wall right here. Oh, that's like the worst Indiana Jones movie ever. The crystal skull. Oh, it is. Um, that's the Shia LaBeouf. Okay. It, it features Shia LaBeouf. The beef. Yes. LaBeouf. Yeah, but you have to admit though. You have to admit, though, hmm. the chick a guy from that like movie put into a hole. The chick from that movie didn't age. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Oh, no, she didn't age. No, 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 not Kate Blanchett. You're talking about uh, oh, Mar- Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Yeah, she's hottie. She's nice she is. I like she's her still gorgeous. She held up. Was Karen Allen held up very well. Also, uh, you know who else held up well? At least she had when I met her and Margaret. A sci-fi convention. I met. You remember the show? This is a deep back in the way back machine. I'm sure Tyson will remember it. Oh. I'm not sure Hunter will. Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Aaron Gray. I remember that. I met Aaron Gray. Nice. And nice. Bill Gerard. Oh, um, 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 And Bradley was four in 2000. Message. He was on my shoulders and had fallen around, walking around with his head on top of my head. Literally, I'm walking around. With, he felt like a ton of lead. We met her. Aaron Gray fell in love with it and wanted to take a picture of me with him. Huh. Message. Sleep on top of my head. Still hot, though. Totally. Message from Samantha Patton. Right now? Yes? Yep. Yes. Okay. I told her she can say anything about Ed Wallach that she wanted. She said, fuck off. She's teaching. Oh. Okay. Well, and it's a good thing, too. Uh, so nothing about me and all about you. Or no, nothing about me and all about Sam, just like yours. Sam, 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 all about her. (laughs) Correct. Um, You'd probably have more success waking up uh, Tommy Royal. Oh, he's fucking passed out drunk. Then talking to Sam while she's um, uh, caning, caning young Koreans. 
Well, I'm about to actually, um, I told Sam this, I said this on the last time that Tyson and I recorded, I'm actually dropping uh, five pounders to the show so I can talk shit about that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going through a real long one one day, and I was actually going to donate five pounds uh, through PayPal. And as I was entering the stuff I wanted to enter on my phone to for them to say uh, for my five pounds, PayPal crapped out, and it was a long thing. I had typed out correctly, by the way, with my thumb, so it took a while. I was in my car, crapped out, the whole th- deleted the whole fluck, flucking, whole fracking. We'll go with the Galactica term so it doesn't have to be beeped. It it deleted the whole fracking um, message. And so I said, well, screw this. And I didn't uh, donate the five pounds. And what was funny is when I was talking to Davian about it, he was laughing. And he goes, no one really donates the five pounds. I was like, yeah, I know. But you guys are actually the only people who ever bought a don't. Davian specifically is the only person on the entire planet Earth, who has ever purchased and owns a Don't Quit Your Day Cash shirt. I don't even have one. Davian bought one. Oh, nice. Speaking of which. And paid international shipping, which was horrendous, by the way. Wow. Speaking uh, of which. I've got to restructure the whole merch thing. Wow. And well, figure out what to do. Well, that's, Speaking that's, of which. that's on its way, I imagine. Yes, yes, I do. Um, speaking of, uh, five pounds, which is not five pounds USA dollars, which is actually five dollars, I donated five dollars to the Succotash show. Oh. The comedy sound, uh, cast, soundcast. Thank you. Uh, no, I've donated Mark, to, Mark yeah. Hershon. I've donated to uh, the Succotash show as well, uh, $15 on one occasion, I believe. I also donated one time to uh, an old show, the Royal and Doodle show. But also on the Succotash show, what I've done is use their Amazon link on multiple occasions, which throws ducats back to the Succotash show and Mark Hershon. And, of course, helps offset the bar bill of uh, Bill Haywatt. Which, Which by is the extensive, way, extensive, by the way. I do too. And Which, that's by a deep, the way, bar uh, Ladies and gentlemen, mm. uh, the anti-social show, which uh, co-hosts Tyson Saner and Hunter Block, we uh, do not at this point uh, require any fundage. Uh, all the uh, free funnies is for free, of course. Um, and you have another year of us, so take advantage of us. Go to uh, uh, iCloud, uh, iCloud, iCloud, iCloud.com uh, slash Tyson We're down Sanger, here in this iTunes.com Come join us. Or Stitcher Radio. Hi, guys. <laughs> Soundcasts are great down here in the sewer. Yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't actually. Um, yeah, I've got a new iPod. Take it. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> set up a. Uh, we have an axe for any funds yet. No, we have an axe for any funds yet, have we? No, no. We don't have Everyone a Patreon or anything set up. Or they used to. You'd set up a donate button. No one ever did it. I think I, in all the time I've been podcasting, I got one donation and I sold one T-shirt. You know, but I will say this. No, I've got to save that story for my show. But I will say the podcast community was really supportive of me at one point when I was down on my luck. And that's going to be a story I've got on my show. Is other performers that are podcasters really, really helped me out when they didn't have to and were really, really kick-ass human beings. Well, when can we and Tyson be on our show? What? When can Tyson and I be on your show? You're going to be on it in about five minutes gentle listener i'm going to be recording with your favorite host of the anti-social show momentarily possibly i will allow them through conscripts and long legal forms to release that material as a hidden 0.5 show within their series on the anti-social network but for now they will have to hold it until i have released it first as exclusive material on don't quit your daycast at don'tquityourdaycast.com or edwallach.com or itunes or stitcher radio or um there was another one 
laughable. I something radio. I something radio. Oh, uh, well, I if you want to, if you want to, if Not you want to like, cut ours. But you can also find it on laughable.com. Laughable. What we're going to be talking about on my show really quickly okay. is just the best bad movies you've ever seen. What is the movie that is so bad you just couldn't stop watching it because it's like a bad accident you're driving by and even though you shouldn't look, you can't help it and you're slowing down traffic and pissing off people behind you creating this accordion effect. Or it's so bad it's funny as hell and it's just an unintentional comedy. That's what we're going to be talking about on Don't Go Today Cast. Okay. That's our episode for the Anti-Social Show. I want to say thank you to comedian Ed Wallach for uh, sitting in with us again. That's about all the time we have for the Anti-Social Show. I'm Hunter Block. I'm Tyson Sater. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks. Mm-hmm.